don't come down on people too hard when they use their own judgment. We, we need people using their judgment, even if it's the wrong call, because making decisions is what we have to do. We, we, we have to use our judgment. So first, just celebrate that. Hey, listen, you used your discretion to make a call. That's great. It was the wrong call. Okay, we'll deal with that. But you used your judgment. That's what we need here. Now, let's talk about how to use your judgment better. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. This week, we bring back NCG senior business coach Andrew Amrine for a conversation focused on diagnosing problems. How do we fully understand a situation and peel back to get to the root of the problem? Of course, it wouldn't be a podcast with Andrew if we didn't find some way to relate this conversation back to the levels of work concept he is so passionate about. Now come along as we work through getting to the root of the issue, breaking down the process, and pinpointing why the issues you're working through might be struggling to find a resolution. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. All right, we are back with Andrew. Andrew Amrine, welcome back to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Ma. Thanks for having me back. I'm I um this is I'm getting a couple repeat performances here the last couple months. This is fun. You are. You've uh I don't know if I want to say you've been highly requested or you've just been available <laughs> to record. Probably just the available part. Just I probably, doubt it's highly just available. Yeah. I, I highly doubt it's the highly requested one. Although I <laughs> I, I could make this part of my weekly agenda. I, ra- I rather enjoy our little chats. We we could have little fireside chats every week. We could. We'll uh, we'll let the people tell us if that if that's a good idea or not. <laughs> no, that might no. be more therapeutic for me than you, but it might it might. So, but it but in reality, there are some good conversations here. Uh, so thank you for, for sure. continuing to come back to the to the podcast. Um, I know we just featured you recently on the Sales Guys, which is great. You and Jim came back. You and I have talked about accountability versus responsibility. So this kind of falls, this episode today kind of falls right in line with that. And you and I were kind of going back and forth, some podcast brainstorming topics. And this is one that came um, out of your, your brainstorm was diagnosing problems, understanding the root of problems and how we approach them, right? Yeah. And I, I have found a couple topics that landed. I should stop now. Maybe maybe this should be the last one. I end on a high then we'll note. We'll pause for a little bit, and then in a couple months we'll come back when when the ideas start coming to you again. Um, um, no, right. But- so the the idea we were talking about was yeah, like you you try to solve problems, you try to figure out root cause, but problems keep happening. So we need some type of approach or method, and. Um, so what we'll talk about today is an approach that has evolved for me um, over the years that's been super helpful, and I think it would be fun to talk about. And it relates to another episode we've talked to in the past about um, one that you did with Brian, actually, called calling Get Good at Making Decisions. And you guys kind of dived deep into highlighting the practice of debate time, management team dynamics, the creation of a decision-making, decision-making matrix, all the things that are important in the process of mm-hmm. uh, working through problems. But mm-hmm. where we're going to kind of go is to the other side of it, where it's it's the it's the intuition, it's the judgment side of solving problems 
not necessarily the the calculation side of the decision making matrix. So, which both are important, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll argue to that fact today. So, let's dive into it a little bit here. First off, when we're talking about diagnosing problems and talking about problems and working through them, what kind of problems are we trying to work through here? Yeah. So, this, so for the the purposes of of this recording, you know, let's focus on management. We'll we'll use examples from the management level, strategic level. And I think it, it also connects to the levels of work idea and different layers and what is the real human work that we're hiring and looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly getting to core purpose and what's what's the real stuff we're looking for. So as we to kind of review that the real human work that we hire for at any level is problem solving. The things that computers, at least not for another hundred years, won't be able to do is that is decision making and problem solving. Okay, so well, that begs the question: Well, what do we mean by decision making and problem solving? So, following a process, as we've discussed, following a process isn't decision making, isn't the real work. So it, it's work. We, I don't want to say it's not work, but it, in this context, it's not the work we're looking for. Um, and that way, you you just mentioned it calculations or things that can be calculated or protocols that help us solve the problems sure aren't really problem solving either so a customer cancels their job we email the crew leader so that that's an algorithm that's a that's a protocol that's a type of process it's a calculation it's an if then you might have multiple variables involved mm-hmm. um and so those are calculations. That's not really the work we're talking about either. What it doesn't include is judgment. Decision-making involves judgment. Judgment means there's incomplete information or changing dynamics, or uh, which changing dynamics would be looking into the future. We don't uncertainty into the future. Things might change. So there's some form of incomplete information that I now have to use my gut. I have to use our core purpose or our values, or I have to apply some other thing in order to help me make a decision, which is therefore judgment. And that's the human work at, at every level. There's always judgment. So to relate this back to the decision-making matrix, only because I think we have found this to be such a helpful tool, kind of laying the land of whose job it is to make certain calls within the organization in regards to certain issues or departments, the, the, the matrix basically is allowing us to say, okay, this is a problem underneath the decision-making matrix. This falls into Andrew's realm to, to solve and now Andrew is using his judgment, his intuition of what he knows and how he, what he's responsible for, what he's accountable for to now make this decision. Yeah. I think one reason why people find the decision-making matrix difficult is because it's a judgment about who makes the judgment, right? It's not a calculation. Well, it, you know, that's a, a finance thing. So finance should make that decision. I mean, that's a protocol. That's an algorithm. That was a calculation. There was no judgment involved. 
but other things aren't. You know, when when audit ought a decision be an operations decision? When should it be a sales decision? When should it be? So there are judgments involved in that, and that's really hard. It it's sometimes really hard to fill out, and oftentimes owners don't want to let it really when you when you really put the decision making matrix in front of them. What really occurs is that they really don't want to let go of decision making. Mm-hmm. They don't want somebody else telling them what to do. And that's let's remember that hard. phrase. What's I'm gonna I'm gonna need your help here. Um, delegation without authority leads to disengagement. Yes. So uh, thank you, Jared Bias, for that. I, yeah. I think it's an enormous piece of wisdom that certainly I've integrated. But yeah, a responsibility without authority drives disengagement. Thank you. So that's, we that's can different. we can eliminate some of the headache of decision making by deciding, mm-hmm. making a judgment about who makes the final judgment about problems that can certainly, certainly for us internally, it has eliminated a lot of arguments that we used to have because we mm-hmm. were all fighting to make the decision. In reality, we, we needed to just decide who the decision maker was and then have our say. Yeah. Say your, what, what, say your piece or, or forever speak your mind or forever hold your peace. Opinions you know? welcomed, but they're not the final decision maker. I'll, I'll take it. it into consideration. Yes. <laughs> we say that phrase very often. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like really peeling back. We're really peeling back the hood yeah, on this. We are. I All think right, it's, so help, it's helpful though, because we're, as an organization, we're going through these same um, dynamics as every other organization that we coach, that we, any listener out there in their own organization is working through in their own work environment. We, we practice what we preach. It's very real here. Uh, we very much have the blessing of experiencing the very things that we try to help other people with. What we're passionate about is helping other people um, through things we've studied by watching, you know, 138 other contractors experiencing these things. I think at this point, it, over the last 17 years, it's over 800 companies. Wow. So we've we've had the ability to study things, but we also experience them. Um, and we're passionate about sharing those experiences, the dirt, dirty laundry and all. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we if we keep walking down this path, so we're on this tangent of what is work, what's the real human work that we're hiring, there's always problem solving. Problem solving is defined by making judgments where information is incomplete in some way. So this is not, we, we try to push things down and to make things as protocol-like as possible. That said, problems happen when we try to make protocols out of things that require judgment. And so we, we need to acknowledge that. When is, is am I trying to make a calculation out of something that involves judgment. So let's acknowledge the judgment involved. Um, Is it time to fire an employee? We can make that as much of a protocol or an algorithm or or steps, if then steps as possible. But when push comes to shove, it's an emotional decision. Very much a human decision. And I mean, you know, just one more day, you know, they just need one more feedback. That's a judgment. You cannot get rid of the, am I firing them too soon? Lack of information. Mm -hmm. Great example of trying of, of where we try to make a calculation out of something that's a judgment. Um, saying no to deadbeat leads. 
You know, if I follow up one more time, they'll call me back, please. So we, we've, we've got to use our judgment to say, I'm moving on. And there's always risk to, risk to that. Um, all right. So we're, we're walking our way down this path. In areas where we have to authentically make decisions, where information is incomplete, we will affect unknown things in the future. Um, or there's, there's lack of clarity around an issue. Um, well, how do we do that? How do we make it so this was kind of the genesis of our of the idea here of our of our right. conversation is so over the last um, 17 years, I've kind of applied my own sort of problem solving root cause analysis method. Um, oh, boy, we're, get, we're getting into Andrew's brain. Scary. Oh, boy, this is really <laughs> scary. Freddy Krueger is going to show up. Proceed. Um, so, so good so far. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, you know, we were talking about this method and so I thought I would share it. So we're talking about in this context, we're talking about strategic or management issues where we've got to use judgment. And so it seems to me that the problems we face revolve around three main categories. We've got human problems, we've got process problems, and we got technology or system problems. And if we can if we can figure out which category our problems rest in, we can usually find proper solutions. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure this thing out. What, what's going on here? What's the real problem? When, so though in figuring out those three areas first, I find that when problems aren't solved over time, or issues don't get fixed, we're likely trying to solve or we're applying solutions to the wrong category. In other words, we've got a process problem and we keep buying new technology, new systems to fix it. We have a people problem and we keep changing processes to try to fix it. And that never works. So we keep moving people around the organization or we leave a person in their role. We just change what they do. So that's changing the process. Meanwhile, we still have a person, a people problem where they don't fit. Um, for example, or yeah, sorry, to give, give us some tangibles here, like things that would relate directly to many of our listeners. Sure. So, uh, a better sales process will not help a poor sales rep. Mm. We got a human problem we're trying to fix with more training, with training, getting better at the process. And there's a judgment call here on right on understanding the potential of that, that individual. Are they a sales rep who lack experience, but there is potential there or is, are they not, are they just not in that? Are they just not good for sales? One more day, you know, one more sale, you know, let me wait and see. We'll see what happens. Then we'll wait and see, and we'll see what happens. And then we'll wait and see. I mean, that's the conundrum when there's judgment mm -hmm. involved. There's, there's sometimes this wait and see mentality. That's how, you know, judgments involved. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you got a human problem. I've got a, a wrong fit and I need to deal with that human problem. Um, a new CRM isn't going to fix disorganized staff. Um, if 
if we've got the wrong processes in place, if the wrong roles are doing the wrong tasks, so I, I see this very common with this the traditional office manager role where the office manager is doing both inside operations and bookkeeping. And you know, so they're doing customer service and bookkeeping. One of them isn't getting done well. And we go find, we, we find this great technology CRM. It's the one thing that does it all. This is going to fix our problem. Meanwhile, you got a, a process that doesn't honor both of those things can't get done well by the same person. I need a, I need a new role. So that might become a human problem. Now I've, I've got to find a person to fit this role. But quite often we see that when a process is built where the, a role, the office manager is doing both customer service and the books, one of them isn't getting done well. And we got to change the process that creates a new role. Often it's bookkeeper, hire mm -hmm. a bookkeeper an expert in that area, a new CRM isn't going to fix that problem. So here's a question for you. Let's say you know there's an issue going on. You, you think you've narrowed it down to it's a process problem. It's not technology. It's not human. We need to rework our process. How much time are we allowing to go by where we're trying to rework the process until we need to re-identify that we are in the wrong category, that maybe it's not a process situation. Maybe it is a human issue, or maybe it is the technology. What's Are we saying we're, we're getting, letting a month go by before we're realizing that the, that the problem isn't getting fixed because we've picked the wrong category? Is it longer? Welcome to the world of judgment. Mm. And things just How get much time do we give? So <laughs> this is this is where we can't calculate that. We can't turn that. How long do I wait? That's not a calculation. So we have to have conversations around it. Decisions take conversations. I'm I've over, I mean, I'm 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 typically, you know, my disc, I, I like being independent. I can make ad hoc decisions. Um, I forget what the word is, but when somebody kind of does their own thing, um, I actually remember in grad school, I, I did that. I was on a team um, and I, I'm, I made a decision about a project we were working on. It was, it was small. It wasn't that big a deal, but I kind of went rogue. That's what I was going to say. You just went rogue. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I needed to like, I should have included the team in that. Yeah. So I tend so so this whole learning to talk about it thing that was a thing I learned is that when judgment is involved you got to talk about it. And so we can't make how long should we wait a protocol and if then if that well if this happens then this there's too many variables involved. So that's why you have the CPP process. That's why we have on the business huddles. That's why we we get together and we talk about and I, I know for me, so now getting into the emotional side of this, you know, my brain, the way my brain works, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's people out in the audience that struggle with this too, says, these are things you should know. The, the, my, my Uncle Vinny is on my shoulder, whispering in my ear saying, don't ask that, you know, you should know that answer. That's, and meanwhile, it's like, dude, you can't know this answer. So, so talk about it. Bring, how long should we wait? How long are we going to wait? Great topic for an OTB huddle. And even though you are the decision maker of this potential issue, of the potential problem, and it's your it's your judgment that's you know trying to kind of help solve it, 
-hmm. It is okay to welcome in the opinions of other management players. I mean, that's an, it's important, right? Can you knowing my bias? Hey guys, my, yeah. my bias here is to, um, cut bait as quick as possible. Is, is that what we should do here? Uh, you know, that's my bias. And the team says, no, we should wait a little bit longer. We need, we need, we change the process. Let's give the process time to work. Meanwhile, I'm going, uh, like I'm ready to make the move. Maybe my bias is I like change. So mm -hmm. I change too quick. Or maybe my bias is, oh, let's wait and see. We'll see what happens. We'll take a break. We'll wait and see, and we'll see what happens. If if that's your tendency, then you should be you should know that, and you need to check with other people. Has it been enough time? There's that power or impact of knowing your own weaknesses and not being yep. afraid to recognize them. There's there, there's this a strength is knowing your own weakness. So we're in this space where we have to make decisions and solve problems. Again, this is where we can't eliminate judgment. You you brought up a great example. Trying to figure out what the root cause is in it, in areas of judgment. Is this a, a human problem, process problem, or system problem is a method that I've used. And um, so, you know, some other examples of where I've seen people, when problems don't get fixed, again, it, it's because we're we're applying the wrong fix to the wrong category. If you've got a human problem, you gotta, you gotta, if it's the wrong person in the wrong role. Um, I often see people make a first hire, that person doesn't work out, so it's the wrong role. Well, an easy one is bookkeeper. We hired a bookkeeper, it didn't work out, I don't need a bookkeeper. Whoa, 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 whoa. It was the right role. Mm -hmm. You just didn't find the right person. The role is right wrong person. Um, you know, again, the, the CRM thing, I see, uh, you know, this is a tendency is to, well, let's, let's just get a new CR. The new CRM will fix everything. And six months later, you got the same problems, same disorganization happening in a new CRM. Or trying to find a CRM that can do all the things. Oh, that, the all-in-one. The all-in-one. Oh. That's the dream, right? But that we've not seen that really exist quite yet. I know. I I struggle with this because I'm so biased against it. I'm I'm somebody out in the audience has has just thrown their phone out the car <laughs> because because they're the one looking for the do it all. Maybe someday it'll be out there. I just don't see it. Different different podcast, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. So you, in, you don't see it because we've not seen it happen well yet. Nor would I even want to. I, I even even oh, if it was out there, I wouldn't even adopt it because there's danger in all of my system, all of my processes resting with one system. If Smartsheet goes down, Pipeline Deals is still running. If Pipeline Deals goes down, uh, Paint Scout or Estimate Rocket or you know is still running. Interesting. Mailchimp. MailChimp is still running if Smartsheet goes down. QuickBooks can go down. I can still do everything else. If Good Salesforce point. goes down, everything's down. If I'm using, you know, a, mm -hmm. the do it all, the one and one and all, or all in one thing. So for me, I, my judgment, great example. I guess another great example of using judgment. I've we're in, we've decided there's a technology issue. My judgment is that it's massive risk to have too many things running through one system. And I will tolerate 
double entry um, for uh, security, safety. Or find other creative ways, other technology that can help talk, transfer right. information. Yeah, but it's true. There's that you have a judgment and you you base it around certain facts, and you or you you bring a judgment to the table based upon opinions and facts and examples of if that happens, mm-hmm. this is why I feel this way. Um, but I do. Yeah. I think it's really interesting the human, the process, the technology identifying kind of through the, those three lenses, what is the issue here? I think it's really helpful. So let's throw out some other scenarios. Um, is a craftsman ready to be a foreman? Use these three areas. Where are their strengths? Where do they struggle? Are they a, a culture fit? Do they work with people? So the elements that we ask for from human beings and from an HR standpoint, are they are they showing expertise at, at using their judgment? Are they using proper judgment where they need to? Are they using protocols when they can? Do we have the right process in place? Are we going to promote an individual, but the process isn't going to support it? Is our process scalable? And then that gets to technology. Do we have the systems in place? Do we have the right processes, but... Uh, our systems can't handle it where there's, there's maybe there is too much double entry or this is where really smart sheet comes in. People are switching from or where you might, uh, you know, moving from a whiteboard to smart sheet is an example of a pro- of a um, system change. That's technology. One is primitive technology. One is advanced technology, but either way, it's technology. So is it time for us to change technologies moving from even uh, just this year, a handful of people have moved from Google Sheets for project management to SmartSheet because the technology they were using wasn't scalable, mm-hmm. and they were adding crews, and they they needed they weren't um, calculating what could be calculated. So things like automated emails and automated reminders and protocols. If if we haven't gotten colors. By a week before the start date, three three people get emails. Those are those are examples where judgment's not needed. There, we can decide on a protocol. There's technology that can execute on that protocol. A great example of analyzing a problem. If we if we want to add five crews, or if we want to grow by thirty um, percent or a million dollars next year, whatever it is, do I? Are any of those three areas going to present problems, human problems, process problems, or technology problems? I think we can bring it back full circle to the kind of the very start too here, Andrew, where you know you mentioned there's obviously a relation here to levels of work. And now we're understanding why. We're understanding that there's judgment calls that have to be made in your organization. And you have to identify through decision-making matrix, perhaps, who's responsible to make certain decisions, who you are trusting with the responsibility and the accountability to make certain calls based upon their judgment. Mm -hmm. So when you are bringing people into high level roles, management level roles, understand what their, uh, what is their, give examples of past judgment calls, right? Understand Mm -hmm. what kind of calls that they have made before, how they make decisions based off of judgment um, so that you can see how they might do it in your own business. Similarly, 
don't I that's completely correct. I would I would add to that, I think uh I think it was either Jocko Willink, maybe maybe I read it in Ken Blanchard. I think it was Jocko Willink makes the case, you know, don't come down on people too hard when they use their own judgment because you can't eliminate judgment. Uh, we we need people using their judgment. Now if if they're using judgment and they should be following a process, okay, well let's find out why, but be careful don't come down on your people too hard when they make judgment calls, even if it's the wrong call, because you won the game. They made a judgment. They made a call. And I want people getting comfortable making calls. Okay. So now as the manager, I've got to use my own judgment to not put people in a situation where they're, where they're faced with dire circumstances. So I'm, I don't, I don't put an apprentice in a position where they got to make a crew leader's judgment. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sink the ship. I got to be careful how much leeway or time span I give an individual, but everybody's got to use judgment. We it's can the use the only way you really learn, right? Is by by making judgment calls, and it either works or it doesn't. If it works, great. You, you've now got more things, you know, more um, experience kind of in your arsenal of, of making those tough decisions. And if you, if you fail, if it wasn't the right call, now you've learned why, you know, think safety, everybody on the crew, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of work on safety with, um, one of our masonry contractors, uh, remodeling contractors, everybody on that crew has got to have the chutzpah to call stop. Make no mistake, when you come down hard on someone for using the wrong tool or going too slow, you're preventing them from making this decision too, using this judgment, that it's, I got to call stop. Somebody's not being safe. There's a direct correlation Mm -hmm. between coming down too hard on somebody when they, again, Making decisions is what we have to do. We've, we, we have to use our judgment. And when I say making decisions, I mean in situations where judgment is required. So first, just celebrate that. Hey, listen, you used your discretion to make a call. That's great. It was the wrong call. Okay, we'll deal with that. But you used your judgment. That's what we need here. Now, let's talk about how to use your judgment better. I, we, we cannot succeed with robots, people that don't use judgment to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And safety is a great example. Everybody's got to feel empowered to say full stop and somebody's not being safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the genesis of the conversation, I think one way to help people grow in their judgment and grow in their confidence in making this is this three-part process that I use. Well, what are we dealing with here? A human problem, process problem, or technology problem, a framework for making judgment calls. Um, I think it could could work, Andrew. I think you might have something here. My 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, maybe we're at 23 minutes, but my, my 15 minutes to fame. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta say I'm surprised. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, it, you know, yeah. happened early in my life. Yeah. It's all down. It's all downhill from here. Yep. Yep. You, you can, you can leave. You, you can go home for the day now. I can leave now. <laughs> yep. No, I, it's great. I think, you know, we should, 
end on this high note here because I think it it you've brought it full circle and this is all about again providing awareness strategies tools to help people develop to grow to be making decisions and you've just given a tool for helping identify judgment and work through decisions appreciate it mall great talking I, I, I love, love the little bit of extemporaneous nature of these calls it's really enjoyable yeah we we come up with an idea and then we just see where see where it takes us i like it yeah this is good all right now we're gonna give you a little bit of a break You've got a couple couple of months and <laughs> um, we'll bring you back for some other good ideas. Pressure's off. Pressure's off. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much. This was a great as always. Thanks, Maul. Great being with you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolandcg.com.